Hello, welcome to the Monday, October 17th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I'm recording from Baltimore, Maryland. Over the weekend, we got two posts related to malware. First one from Brad about the latest news from the Pseudo Dark Leech campaign, which is something that Brad has been following in his last post, which was a about two weeks ago, he observed how it's being used via the RIC exploit kit to distribute the SIPMIC ransomware. Apparently, they now changed out the ransomware for Kerber. This is very common where sort of different components in these campaigns are being exchanged depending on whatever works best that particular day or that particular week. I guess development of the older ransomware isn't quite keeping up with antivirus, so they're now switching to server. And then we have Didier talk about how to decode obfuscated Visual Basic script that you often see in malicious macros by essentially just running the appropriate part and then, for example, filling it into an Excel cell so that you can just read whatever came up or use a message box in order to display the decoded uh, content. Now, this trick works really well. He then actually also shows you a little uh, video on how to do that, not just, of course, with Visual basic macros in Excel, but also in Word, you use essentially the same Excel spreadsheet technique in order to do that. I think it should be understood. You have to be careful when you do this. It's very easy to mess up and run more of the script than you intended to. But this is very similar to what's often done, for example, in JavaScript, where you just sort of put a text area around some obfuscated JavaScript and then have it decode itself in that text area, which can work actually quite nicely. And in the last couple of years, of course, we spend a lot of effort tightening up the configurations of HTTPS servers in order to keep up with the latest versions of SSL or TLS and ciphers. But the similar rules and similar issues apply also to SSH. SSH, different protocol than SSL, but it's still crypto. It still uses a variety of different ciphers. So it's somewhat similar to SSL. And there is now a new, pretty neat command line tool that helps you audit your SSH servers. So this is about auditing the configuration. It's not about auditing for weak passwords. I particularly like that the script sort of gives you a set of configurations once it once it's done about uh, how to enable, disable uh, various uh, ciphers. The script was written in particular for OpenSSH, so probably won't be of a lot of help for other SSH servers. But then again, most SSH servers are using OpenSSH. And I think I haven't really talked much about web application vulnerabilities lately, so let's make up for this and talk a little bit about cross-site scripting and HTML Purifier. HTML Purifier is a great library that you can use 
if you would like to clean up and sanitize HTML input. That is a notoriously difficult problem, in particular if you're trying to prevent cross-site scripting, for example in bulletin boards and the like, where you would like your users to use some limited markup without being able to smuggle in JavaScript or other malicious code. Well, in the collaboration product Collaptive, what they did is they just blindly ran all user input through HTML purifier and then didn't actually consider the output context when they echoed the data back, which is a deadly flaw when it comes to cross-site scripting. Cross-site scripting, input validation is a good thing and helps and can prevent some cross-site scripting, but in the end, it comes down to being able uh, to filter the data and encode data properly depending on the output context that you're sending the data to. In this particular case, uh, two user-provided strings were printed next to each other. So what an attacker could do is essentially complete an attack in the second string that was stored in the first string. So at input, of course, the code didn't consider that these two strings would show up next to each other, then on another page, and as a result, the great work that HTML purifier did really didn't matter in this case and the site was still cross-site scriptable. Well, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.